0: Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Hey guys, welcome back to Unapologetic. This is a, a podcast ministry of Embrace Ministries in Forest, Mississippi, and we are certainly glad. That you have chosen today to select on whatever venue you listen to podcasts to us, um, we are kind of taking a, a little bit different approach on today's podcast. Uh, we've done interviews in the past, but if you've been listening to us in any uh, consistent stage, you know that there's two things that we've been doing. We've been doing a lot of newsworthy things. Last week, we dropped a podcast, uh, or a couple of weeks ago. What was it? Last week, a couple of two weeks ago on, uh, the burning man situation, something that was newsworthy. And, uh, we also talk about difficult, um, um, what what am I trying to say? Challenging topics, difficult topics, change my mind kind of topics that we, that we talk about. So, but today we're not going to do that. We're going to talk, uh, to Scott Walters who was with All Things New Ministries, and we're excited to have him on today. Uh, It's still the flavor of our normal, unapologetic podcast. We're still talking about culture's difficult questions. And answering it with a scripture, but we're inviting a ministry to come alongside of us today on the podcast because we appreciate the ministry that you guys do and all that you're involved in, and we want to be supportive to ministries that are supporting to ministries. You know, a lot of times in ministry, I think uh, because we have our nose to the grind, our our nose to the painting, and Uh, we get this perspective that sometimes we feel like we're the only ones out there doing the work, but then you take moments of reprieve and you back up and you say, well, wait a minute, that was just a lie that I told myself. We're not doing this on our own. We're not by ourselves. We've got friends out there in ministry who are doing the work with us. And so that's the reason that we invited Scott Walters to come on the show with us today. So, amen. (laughs) thank you for the invitation absolutely Scott tell us some things about all things new what uh, I think the first thing that kind of jumps out to us is the title the name so where did the name all things new come from the
1: founder of all things new is Aubrey Pridgen he's the chaplain to Rankin County Jail but Aubrey spent some time in prison and when he got out of prison he literally had nothing everything he owned he could fit in a black garbage bag so Everything that came to him from his family to his job to a Bible to a place to live, it was all new. Mm-hmm. So he took that from Revelation chapter 21 5. And uh, in Revelation chapter 21 5, it says, that he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. So when Aubrey first started going to jail, he'd actually make all the guys write that verse down. Come on, and that was kind of a promise that God is able to make all things new. So that's where the name comes from.
0: Amen. I mean, and we do appreciate Aubrey. We know that he's not able to be with us today. He's probably out doing some ministry. That's right. And uh, you, you guys, talking about the ministry that you guys do, and one of the reasons that we so appreciate all things new, and and uh, one thing that I can just testify, and you guys can echo with me if you'd like to. Um, there's not been too many times to where when we were doing something and y'all found out we were doing something, you were like, hey, next time you do that, or if y'all need help with that, or how can we help with that, you guys have been an aid to us. But just outsider perspective, looking in and seeing all the ministries that is under the umbrella of all things new, just sometimes is mind blowing. We, we were sitting in the office just a while ago and you were talking about your Google schedule our Google calendar, mm. and uh, just kind of going through that and seeing, that, man, it's, it's loaded down with things. So tell tell us some of the things that you guys do.
1: Well, the, the the bread basket for all things news really is Rankin County Jail. Aubrey's the chaplain at the Rankin County Jail, and we have groups that come in similar to what y'all do at Scott County. Mm. We have groups come in Monday through Friday, uh, church groups that come in and share the gospel to all the the pods and general population, men and women. And then on Thursday night and Sunday morning, we do a church service for the trustees. So that's kind of the the, the backbone of the ministry. And then another big part of ministry is Celebrate Recovery. So we have a, uh, it may be the biggest one in the state to celebrate recovery at the point, Brandon. And before COVID, there was about 250 that were coming. Wow. And it, it was hard to get bottles of water for 250 people. <laughs> and now the numbers is probably more sustainable and then we do uh, another Celebrate Recovery at Church of the King in Morton. And then we have one at the Madison County Jail, the Rankin County Jail. And in the past, we've done one with the trustees in Scott County Jail. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're connected with s- several Celebrate Recoveries and then uh, just trying to partner with other ministries and sharing the gospel, you know, mm-hmm.
2: whatever that looks like. So so here's my question, Scott, because I know— um, uh, as you just said, and you explained a lot of stuff, but you didn't hit on everything, <laughs> you know. Y'all y'all do a whole lot more because, you know, I know my wife from Saving Grace and the girls over there partner with you uh, passing out food at, in Pilahatchie. I know you're at uh, Care Center Ministries every week for their uh, food giveaway. Um, you know, you guys are just constantly, you're doing burgers and blessings. Uh, you were part of Recovery Fest this last weekend. Where do you find time for all those things, man? (laughs) Well, y'all understand, y'all are the same way. No, I thought we were. You know, (laughs) I mean, I feel like you know our our and where I feel like you know this this podcast today came from and where we're kind of changing directions for a little bit is, uh, you know, our uh, church mission statement motto, however you want to say it, is loving and lifting and helping the forgotten. So we were talking about, man, you know, wouldn't it be cool to get some other people in here? that are out there doing that very thing. And y'all were the first people that came to mind because that's what you guys are doing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But, man, I'm just, you know, I sit back and I see, because, you know, I'm on Facebook. We're friends on Facebook. You know, I'm uh, linked to the All Things New group. And it just seems like, man, every day there is post after post after post where y'all are at the Peelahatchee service station sharing the word you're at more ministry sharing the word you're constantly going places sharing the word we do a lot of recovery work a little bit of jail ministry but uh you know seeing where you guys are i'm i'm well we're grateful for
1: y'all i think it's kind of cool that uh like my relationship with you guys not that you know I would be opposed to this, but we've never been to a ball game together. We've never been fishing. We've never been hunting. We've never been to you know a movie. Every mm-hmm. time I see y'all, it's sharing Jesus. So you know, it's not that I'm opposed to hanging out with y'all, but I think it's cool <laughs> that you know, yeah, your your relationship is based on on partners in the ministry. So you know, and we're very grateful. Uh, just like we're in Scott Canley Jail because of y'all's ministry. And uh, you know we were, we loved uh, the Peace House and was involved with that because of y'all's ministry. So you know, a lot of the stuff we do is the partnership we have with with people. And just like I know y'all have a partnership with Daniel Wabbe. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, so you know, a lot of it's just partnerships with with different ministries. And, uh, and just grateful for all the the people in our area. That I think Central Mississippi, and I. I wouldn't want to say this with pride, but I, I can't think of uh, another area in the United States that has more people sharing the gospel. From mm-hmm. I mean, you know, groups going to the Ukraine and mission trips and recovery ministry. And, uh, and I know a lot of times, I know for me, I look at all the churches because obviously we're, we're in the Bible Belt where there are so many churches, and I, I tend to look at the ones that aren't doing anything and kind of get negative instead of focusing on the ones that are. Yeah, are doing, man. We we're blessed. When I have people from out of state that come here, that's one of the things that they they say. And even at the uh the recovery fast Saturday, we had a a, a young man from uh, Home of Grace, mm-hmm. and he was blown away. He said, "Man, I didn't realize, you know, because we had all these ministries and recovery groups that were coming together. You know, how can I help you? Or you know, we can't get this guy in our program. Can you get him in?" And so you know, it's really cool what the Lord's doing here.
2: Yeah. I saw something you said on one post yesterday, you know, about, and this is one of the things that we say all the time, too, you know, about being uh, not competition is cooperation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not jealousy, it's Jesus. You know, and that's that's the the mindset and the motto. Excuse me. I wish so many more. Not just I know you know that's a lot of what this group and and this this core recovery group especially that we have uh, around this area has but and if we could get that all across not just the nation, United States but all across the world mm-hmm. that, that people just understood mm-hmm. that that we are all part of the same kingdom what kind of impact could we make. Yeah.
0: You know, there's the idea of, biblically speaking, the local bodies of believers. But when you take a step back and see globally Christians all over the world, we make up one body together and how that body functions in different ways, different members function in different ways. You know, you you learn to appreciate and you, you don't have that competitive spirit that says, how can we do it better than them? How can we get more people than them? And all of that kind of junk, you know, that dilutes the gospel instead of prevents the, uh, presents the gospel, you know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up, knowing that these guys are doing exactly the purpose and function of what this part of the body is supposed to do and how they do it. And they do it with, they do it with excellence, they do it with sincerity. They do it with integrity. And so that, that encourages this local body of believers, and we appreciate that ministry and, and your local body of believers there at, in Morton.
1: I had an elder, elderly lady that challenged me to memorize Romans 12, and I still haven't done it. <laughs> but while you were talking, I was thinking about you know there's a part I think it's first four is we have many members in one body and all the members are you know mm-hmm. you'll have to go back I'll jumble it up but when you when, when you were saying that I was thinking about that but and, and I think a lot of times uh, man pastors and I honor you because you are a pastor but there's so much pressure on pastors and. I come from an athlete background. It doesn't matter how much time you just spent breaking down film, how much effort you put into it, if you lose, you lose. Mm-hmm. So you're you're people gauge you on whether you win or lose. And I think a lot of times with churches, you could be the best preacher, pray all the time, you know, be a godly man, but if your church is not growing, the way our culture's set up, then you're you're a failure. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh I think more I don't know. I know pastors get a bad rap. I don't know a pastor personally that if you ask them, do you want to see people get saved? Yes. (laughs) Do you believe in missions? Yes. Do you want to reach lost people? Yes. You know, do you want to do more ministry? Yes. But I think the way the church is set up, they put too much pressure on them to kind of build the church. And then even with ministries, every ministry I know, including ours, it's a struggle to raise money Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times the competition is, is, is like I have people ask me, "Well, what's you alls success rate?" Man, that's such a yeah. terrible question. <laughs> you know, you tell about the ones that have yeah. passed away, that relapsed. You know, do you do you stretch the truth? Yeah. You know, how, how do you even gauge what? You know, if your success rate is, we told people about Jesus yesterday, is high.
0: Amen. That's but right. It's, you know,
1: this guy guy off the streets and now he's running a fortune 500 company and he's got 12 kids and he's homeschooling them and all you know it's, those are few and far between but i think a lot of times because we're all trying to you know there's x amount of money and we're all trying to raise money mm-hmm. that sometimes i think maybe the devil uses that to,
0: yeah to, oh yeah you're t- you talking about that uh success rate of course being a part of recovery ministry, you oftentimes hear that people who want to be investors to the ministry, you know, they're they're gonna ask those questions. And I always say, Well, talk to so and so. You know, talk talk to Greg Pettigrew, find out what his success rate is with Jesus. That's, you know, right, that's, yeah. that's one in one. That's a hundred percent right know, there. I had
2: a, I had a judge ask me one day when I was in court for a guy, uh trying to get him into the program at Righteous Oaks, and uh, the judge asked me, Well, what, what's y'all's numbers? What's y'all's success rate? And I said, Well yeah, 100%, brother. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean 100%? I said, I'm 100% success, you know, uh, but not just me. I said, but the next guy that does this and, and lives out, he's 100% successful, you yeah. know. It's not, we can't break this down into some kind of number format, you know, because if one person gets Jesus and lives this the rest of their life right. for the Lord Jesus, that's success.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: One person. The Bible says angels yeah. rejoice in heaven over one person. That's right. That's right. It doesn't say over a 96% success rate. Mm-hmm. It says over one person. And mm-hmm. i tell you, uh, and I, I thought about this, maybe trying to have a
1: symposium, and you know as well as I do with people. I, everybody I know that's in jail, they can't wait to get out of jail because they're going to be oh, ministers. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, we're going to come. But the ones that I know, like you and Aubrey and Luther Martin and Daniel Wabde, I, I know guys that, uh, you know, we have a guy that, He's not a speaker. Jerry Vardman helps us in everything. He's been out for 30 years. You know, yeah. He's a convicted felon and been out. But they, I know there's different methods of recovery and, you know, celebrate recovery and this and that. But all of including yourself, that I know that have, quote, made it, it was about Jesus. And mm-hmm. I see this sometimes in the recovery community that, uh, I don't want to sound too religious, but it, sometimes – the recovery becomes their god instead of Jesus. Mm, yeah. And sometimes, you know, like I'll ask them, "Well, what church are you plugged into?" And they're they're plugged into meetings and not really a church. And the, but the ones that I know, the common denominator for those who are quote successful is is Jesus, a relationship with Jesus, and mm-hmm. uh, and the Bible. You know, getting in the church, working all <laughs> all the things the Bible teaches you. You know that. Uh, I guess the question would be on when they ask about success rate, you could say, "Well." Are you asking about the
2: success rate of the ones that do All right. what they're told to do or the ones that do their own thing? And that's the thing. You know, what I ended up with that judge that day after I, you know, I told him about me being successful. I said, well, really, what it boils down to is this is successful for the people who want to succeed. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, uh, people who want to just use this as a, a platform mm-hmm. to get out of trouble. You know, as a platform to get their family off their back, because I've been that guy. I've been there and I've done that. You know, I went to recovery uh, once before; it worked for me. I went two years earlier just to f- placate my family. It didn't work mm-hmm. because you're you're doing it for the wrong reason. But when you're doing it because you're you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you understand that the lifestyle you've lived is is nothing but trash. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's never you're never going to get anywhere living like that. Uh, and you really put in your heart, man, I, I I want to surrender. I want to do different. I want to be changed. Then I think the success rate is is going to go up. You know, what but what you mm-hmm. just shares the gospel. Yeah, You, know, you said mm-hmm. trash. We're all sinners. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: God showed his love for us. And once, you know, it's like all things you, I think of 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he,
2: he made you a new creature. That's, that's right. Hey, that's what our, our recovery Monday night recovery class is called, new creations. That's, that's one of my... The the first Bible verses that I began to stand on when I was in recovery still stand on it today. I'm one of those guys that, you know, I, and we actually, you know, this is one of our main things we teach here at this church. And I'm pretty sure you guys do, too, is you're never going to hear me or anybody else who's going through our recovery process that's going to stand up and say, hey, my name's Greg and I'm a drug addict mm-hmm. because I'm not. I'm not going to give power to something that God has already set me free from, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I'm a new creation, you know. It says the old things have passed away, but all things have become new. Why would I claim something that Jesus Christ has already taken? You know, why am I trying to, that's that thing where, you know, so many times we lay something at the, at the foot of the cross, but then we pick it up and take it away with us when we go home, you know. And that's the same thing, I think, when you do that with your addiction or anything else you're struggling with, that when you give it to the Lord, that means it's his now, you know? That's mm-hmm. what he went to the cross for. You know, when, when when you take it back, then you're reclaiming possession of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think when you speak that, because the Bible says that there's power of life and death in a tongue, you know, and, and you will eat of its fruit, you know?
1: I think you're I giving
2: power to something that has no power. I hope we don't get
1: in trouble with the recovery police. But, you know, <laughs> like the protocols, my name is Scott, and I... I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with whatever it is. And not that, you know, I struggle, and I'm I'm sure you do too, but... We never say that. Amen. When, yeah. we're, when you create it's your identity, surprise, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's to find out
0: where your identity is. And if you're constantly claiming a label that you no longer wear, mm-hmm. that Christ wore for you on the cross, you know, he took care of that shame. He took care of that guilt. He took care of that identity so that he could give you his identity. Now you're made a new creature. All things are new. Now you have purpose and direction. Uh, you, you were talking a while ago about sometimes recovery efforts become the God of a person who is mm-hmm. attempting recovery in their life. And, and we talk about that all the time. If all you got is sobriety and not salvation, you've missed it. Sober mm-hmm. people die yeah, and go absolutely. to hell every day, every day, you know, so you need salvation when you get salvation then sobriety is a side effect of salvation.
1: Well, I've heard Rodney Williams talk about, I had issues before I started using drugs and oh. alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh those issues is what probably led the drugs,
2: drugs Oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, addiction is a fruit to a deeper root you talk to people all the time why did they start it well it may have been peer pressure when they were younger, that got them smoking mm-hmm. weed, or maybe it was the loss of a loved one, and they was offered myth or mm-hmm. curiosity. That that's a spirit of rebellion. A lot of, in a lot of cases in a person's heart when they they say, "Well, I was just curious." Well, you knew. Lord have mercy. We're in our, our late forties. How old are you? Fifty four. So you remember the push in school back in the day? Say no to drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, you i mean, just, just was, so everybody whoa. knows I'm in my mid forties. <laughs> You, but you knew it was wrong to smoke dope. Don't say it was curiosity; it was rebellion, is what Mm. it was. So there's always a root to the fruit of our behavior, right? And so unless that tap root—that's what I why I love John the Baptist in Matthew chapter three—he's on the side of the River Jordan and he's preaching repentance, baptism, and repentance, and he says, "You've got to lay the axe to the root." Mm-hmm. Quit, keep picking up terrible fruit and throwing it away. You're going to have to keep picking up terrible fruit. You take the gospel acts and you lay it to the root of the issue. Then the tree, a bad tree produces bad fruit. You cut that thing down, then God can do, do, do something in there. Anyway.
1: I think about the, the verse, and I know uh, a lot of the prosperity gospel preachers have, have probably, did- when you say this verse, people th- think that but in Proverbs where it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. So if I identify myself as a addict or a sinner or whatever, you know, I think that, you know, there's power, life and the death and tongue. But if I identify myself as a a forgiven child of God that, you know, is indwelt by the Holy Spirit has the living word of God that's my sword. And I think I live my life a little bit different than,
0: mm-hmm. you know, Oh, yeah, yeah. Even in Philippians chapter four, you know, he says, finally, brethren, think on these things. they are pure you know, and
1: noble yeah, and Yeah, yeah.
0: So when that's in your mind, that becomes your purpose and your direction. It's your plan. It doesn't mean that you're perfect, mm-hmm. but it means you're striving toward a mark. I mean, that's where you come from in chapter three. You know, I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize mm-hmm. of the high calling. All of that kind of flows together. So, yeah, a lot of times it is a mindset. Amen.
2: You know, one thing, Scott, that I was just thinking about you guys, you know, with all things you ministries. You know, I've never heard you, I've never heard Aubrey, I've never heard anybody stand up there and and try to do this number and point direction at you. You know, I was just looking before we got started, this this Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, let your light so shine before men mm-hmm. that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, they didn't say glorify Aubrey, glorify Scott, glorify Andy, glorify... Gr-. It said glorify your Father. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when we understand that that's the reason that we do this, that's the reason I'm still successful within my recovery. That's the reason all things new is as successful as it is. Uh, that's the reason Embrace Church is thriving after 8 years of being planted, a church plant, you know, is because we're glorifying God the Father. Yeah, and I think Aubrey is uh
1: such a good example. And I won't I won't say his age, but he's older than yeah. <laughs> I know this guy here and he's older <laughs> than me, but just like Sarah did at that recovery fest, he's setting up tables. He's picking oh, up yeah. trash at ten o'clock at night. You know, he he does all those things. I know when people think of ministry, they think about being on the stage or mm-hmm. being interviewed on pocket. That's that's ministry.
2: Yeah. You Did know? you say he was up the next morning getting donuts oh, for yeah, jail? We, we uh,
1: <laughs> bring donuts to the to the jail every Sunday morning uh, to entice them to come to church. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was up Sunday morning getting donuts. To, you know, and. Uh, and, and it was committed to his church and all that. So that, you He's know, a servant. He's isn't a servant. He? And, uh, that says goes a long way.
0: Well, we yeah. see the same thing in you, and well, we appreciate that. that. That's the reason we wanted you here today. You know, um, kind of tagging back on what you were saying earlier about preachers with an effort to grow their church, uh, one thing that I've learned is that if you just attempt to grow the kingdom, mm-hmm. then the natural response will be the church grows. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be your local church, but the church will grow. And I believe there's a side effect of that even in your church, but that applies to ministry as well. So you, you guys are so kingdom minded, it draws people to that. So, uh, I know we have only got just a couple of more minutes left for the podcast. I want to make sure before we get off of here though, that you've got the opportunity to tell our listeners how they can help this ministry, how they can give to this ministry. If you've got phone numbers, uh, addresses, ways to give, I want you to be able to share that with our listeners.
1: Oh uh, boy. You would think I would know that. <laughs> <So, laughs> uh, it's all in, the, I know a lot of people, the website, the, the. Is allthingsnewinc.com, dot com mm-hmm. and everybody they think you're, you're incorporated, but when Debbie and Aubrey went to get the ministry, the five hundred one c three, there was another all things new, another all things new ministry. So there was uh ink dot com, but uh we we do a lot on Facebook. I'm Wesley Scott Walters on Facebook, but you can look at uh, allthingsnewinc.com dot com and uh, follow us there and uh and you know uh just call us. Mm -hmm. My phone is 601-278-4816 is my phone number, but we'd love to get people plugged in. And one, one thing I think we have an advantage of, obviously we need money like everybody else, but people are so weird about money. So we can give churches the option is, Hey, we need a thousand Bibles. Would you like to purchase Bibles? We have to give out a certain kind of Bible and we'd give out a lot of whites. And when I mean whites, socks underwear long johns things like that and then a lot of food too so uh for people that are uncomfortable just you know giving money they can actually go and purchase things yeah, yeah. like that and then uh and aubrey has been really good to me my my heart's really it is in, in in mexico we try to go every other month so all things you you know supports that allows that and uh if anybody is interested in uh going to another country, share the gospel. We drive, which is no fun. It's a 15 hour (laughs) drive. You can't fly, but we, we save money by driving. And, and literally you just get there and, uh, it's it's like the wild west for the gospel. Mm. Just, you just pray for people and share the gospel. So, uh, you know, I'd like to plug that too. We've been working with them for a long time, but Yeah, just reach out and thank you for that opportunity. Because unfortunately, it does take money to make things happen, and and I know it's tough times for everybody. The economy's tough, and uh, just buying groceries is tough right now. So we're very grateful for the people that give, and are good. You know, try to be good stewards of it. So, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, two thoughts real quick to that. One, the widow's might. She gave from her want. The scripture says. And when the prophet came to the widow's or or to the uh yeah, to the widow's house, it was her and her son. And he says to her, Make me the cake 1st mm-hmm. And then her old and you know, That's she had a whole podcast right there. That's dude, a whole that is, podcast yeah, right there. Hard. So, you know, um we encourage people to give generously. And generously doesn't have an amount figure on that that we just throw out there and say everybody should give a thousand dollars. Somebody's thousand dollars may be ten. Mm-hmm. Somebody's thousand dollars may be ten thousand. And so you give generously. God loves a cheerful giver. And so we believe people should give to ministries and give to the ministry of the church. And so again, we encourage you guys who are listening to do that. And if you are cloudy on how to do that on the outro, we've still got our information on there. And if you want to give a gift to all things new through the ministry of embrace, you do that. We'll get the, the money to them or we'll hook you up with all things new and Scott Walters and Auburn prison so that you can buy those Bibles or buy that food or buy the whites or whatever, whatever is necessary. So, Again, brother, thank you for being on with thank us today. You. Uh, I enjoyed Absolutely. Absolutely. You got anything else to say, Greg? No, I'm good, bro. He's good.
1: And look there. We had three minutes left.
0: Three minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, again, uh, we ask you to rate the podcast wherever you listen. Uh, also, leave a comment, share the podcast, and uh, get the word out. We appreciate it very much. Y'all have a great day. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.